0: 27 of Training Card and Truth. Gupta, is that right uh yeah that's it's great thanks very much for reaching out and uh, coming on to the podcast
1: yeah thank you for having me
0: no problem at all Um, you can hear me clear enough anyway can you yeah that's great and then yeah so yeah, this is episode 27 of my podcast called training Todd and truth um, and basically it's about mental health physical health and spiritual health, and like different guests on they talk about different aspects of you know whatever their niche is really you know so um mm-hmm. really what i wanted to talk about maybe we can whereabouts are you calling from actually this morning
1: oh uh, sorry could you say that again
0: yeah actually you know what? i'm going to plug in my earphones just because the mic on it is a bit better for a second okay can you hear me there
1: uh yeah and um,
0: just checking uh, whereabouts are you calling from
1: uh I'm calling from Pennsylvania in the That's United it. States. Oh we're good. Um, I think I messed up the times a little bit. I've done that a few times
0: with the Greenwich Mean Time and the Eastern time. Yeah. And um, so do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself?
1: Uh sure. So I uh am currently in high school and uh I really love listening to music and playing in uh music on instruments such as the piano, the violin and the clarinet. I, I really like to play basketball and I go down to the local YMCA. It's like a, a building where they have a swimming pool a basketball court and I hang out there a lot with my friends. I'm currently working on a project uh, called the SOAR Initiative where I try to increase reading rates across the world through a podcast which offers book trailers.
0: Okay, great. So maybe you can tell me a little bit about uh, SOAR Initiative, how you got it going or, or why you even got it going.
1: Yeah, sure. So basically, I I really wanted to make sure that other people also got into the habit of reading, especially it wasn't uh, meant for quarantine, but quarantine is a perfect opportunity, especially now, since everyone's free and has so much downtime, that it's really important that we be productive and make good use of our time. So that's why I thought that if we uh, can encourage reading, then people can do that. So and my initial thought was actually Uh, for this initiative my initial thought was that people who unfortunately can't see who are visually uh, impaired they don't get the opportunity to experience like audiobooks or braille books as much maybe because they weren't exposed to it Mm -hmm. so I thought that by introducing these audiobook trailers that even people who are visually impaired can listen to them gain an interest in reading and uh, either listen to audiobooks or read uh, braille books but then I realized that it has a lot more to offer than for just the visually impaired community, so I decided to expand it out to just trying to increase reading rates across the entire world.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's a good idea because um, it's true that you know, for people who are blind, uh, you can walk into a bookshop and you can look at the back of a book, or you can look up a view a review of it online very quickly and get a feel for what it's about. Um, yeah. And yeah, I haven't I haven't come across this before. Where I've listened to a few of your podcasts today where you're doing some trailers on the books and they're very good. It's a great idea. Like, you know, that they can get the feel for before you have to go ahead and purchase something like an audiobook, book, you, you know, you yeah. can get a little snippet of it. So I'm surprised no one's done it before. It's a, it's a great idea. Yeah. Thank you. Um, and, and you, you only kicked that off this year.
1: Uh, yeah, it's been about a month and a half so far.
0: Okay. And you're someone who you, you're a big reader yourself. Are you?
1: Yeah. I, I've, I get, I got an interest in reading mainly because my mom read to me a lot when I was younger.
0: Yeah. And you still read? Would you go through much in a week?
1: Uh, sorry. Can you say that again?
0: Would you go? Would you go through many books in a week?
1: Uh, yeah. Would you? Definitely.
0: What are you reading at the moment?
1: Uh, right now I'm reading a book called The Iron Trial. I'm actually rereading it because it's one of my favorite books. It's it's really good. The Iron Trial. I was planning to make a tri- uh, trailer on it after I finished rereading it. Oh really? Yeah, that's great.
0: Uh, yeah, that's a good idea actually. You make the trailers after you've read the books, have you?
1: Yeah.
0: Um tell me this as well, like the I know like we're talking a bit about audiobooks. books. Uh, it's a relatively new kind of phenomenon, isn't it? Like it's um it's only the last few years that have really picked up speed with a few of the apps audible and things like that. And I think yeah, it's it true initially designed for blind people.
1: But yeah. But it's also a useful way for people who are busy and doing other things to multitask, you know.
0: No, it absolutely is. Like I, I'm not a great reader, um, but I've gone through a few books in the last year or two um, mm-hmm. while commuting through audiobooks because I don't, I can't find the spare time. But I have a yeah. three-hour commute every day, and it's great. I get through a, a lot of books, you know. Um, yeah. And it's a great. It is a great way. And I was looking up some. At neuroscience on reading and audiobooks earlier and they, they say that neurological studies say that reading and listening to a book has the same benefits mm-hmm. and reactions on the brain
1: yeah so that reminds me uh, brain like you know about mental health and things like that so I was just wondering what gave you the idea to start this training thought and truth podcast
0: um, well I guess really I was someone who was. Um, I always taught myself that the mental and the physical health. You know, once I had them in check, you know, going through life, I was okay, and um, I knew that one helped the other. I knew, like, the more you exercise, it released the endorphins that helped your mood. And um, I guess I was always a bit into when I was leaving school. I probably wanted to go down the route of counselling, and I know I had a few family members who were kind of down that route, and I wanted yeah. to help others out. Of you know, I would have felt as though I would have had bouts of depression, like everyone does. You know, um, and yeah. some of that more severe than others. And I found that you know exercising helped that, it, like create an anchor for me, kind of. And really, I um, it was only it was only May last year. You know, really, last a couple of years ago, the spiritual side of it came really strong because I was still a bit down on myself, and I found great. Um, I found great find in christianity kind of in in reading the new testament uh the words of Mm it it gave gave me great appreciation and um kind of just for life in general and i really found that if i got people on on one of these three topics or we went through it you know experts or people who are good in certain fields then maybe other people can see the benefits of it as well and might relate to different guests you know so that's that's really why i'm doing the podcast and and like you're from like your sore initiative it's really it's really like the mental strength of it like you know you can see how yeah. reading is and they, they even say reading reduces stress by 68 like that that alone wow. is, is great you know like for your for your own yeah
1: i feel as though reading can be really uh, relaxing and i agree with you when you say that exercising is really important it's it's not only just good for your body but it also makes you feel good about yourself so i i, I like uh, yeah. what you're doing there. Yeah, thanks a lot.
0: Do you think, do you think that... Um, how's your reach going so far with this? I know you're not long after kicking off this project, but... Um... Uh,
1: I would have appreciated more downloads and uh, because I feel as though this initiative will only help if it is able to reach more people as a way to get them to start reading. But so far, there's people from many different countries, but not many people from each of those individual countries. It's like... Yeah. Two to three people from like multiple countries. Right now, it's about to reach five hundred downloads.
0: Yeah, that's that's uh, quite good. That's quite good in the space of time. We've had it is tough though to to advertise online, isn't it? Like you can advertise online, but it's hard to get the reach or find the the niche market for it. Or um, I I find it difficult even with the podcast. You you obviously use um, a hosting site that gives you the um, the downloads and what country they're in, like Podbean or something like that. Do you?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah, use basketball.
0: Yeah, yeah. It, no, it, it is good to see though. I know it's only one or two, you know, parts of the map that might l- light up, but you know, it, at least it's it's gathering momentum in its in a small way, you know.
1: Yeah,
0: and uh, tell me, you you are like on the on the mental side of things, and you obviously do your basketball and your swimming. Is that what you said as well? Oh uh, yeah, you've been doing that for a long time. Hmm. And you've had you've had a bit of a, a weight. Transformation yourself? Have you? Uh, weight transformation. What kind of weight loss?
1: Uh, yeah. Do you want to tell us a bit about that? So that was basically through the. Have you heard of the keto diet? Yeah. Yeah. So basically, my mother she was enduring a lot of pain because of her arthritis. So she was trying to figure out different ways to quickly lose weight because losing weight uh made her pain feel better. Mm-hmm. So when she went on the keto diet and it helped her. We thought that perhaps that it could help me also. I needed to get into good shape for basketball season and I wanted to be good to go. So we did the keto diet in about like two months I lost I think about twenty pounds with uh also lots of exercise and strict uh guidelines for the yeah. diet.
0: it's a tough it's a tough diet to follow for some people, is it?
1: Yeah, it's it's tough because you start Craving foods, and if you can't handle the crave at the beginning, then it doesn't work out. But once you get past that beginning point, then it's okay because then from there the crave just stops. Then it's okay. Yeah, then it's, it's
0: uh, doable. Is it a lot of kind of replacing kind of bad fats for good fats and and uh, things like that? Is it?
1: Yeah, and it's also really tough because if you're not a meat eater, then your food options are very very limited. So for people who don't eat meat, it can be really difficult because then basically all you can eat are eggs and veggies.
0: Oh, <laughs> and are you are you a meat eater?
1: Uh, I just eat chicken. That's the only meat I eat.
0: Yeah, I I know a lot. Can I ask you
1: why? Uh, well, I, I I don't really like the taste of seafood and other meat. I and I've never tried uh beef because uh I'm Hindu and it's against uh you know real, uh, for religious reasons. But yeah. all for for all other meat, it's mainly because uh. I just don't like the taste. Okay,
0: no, okay, no, that makes sense because I know um, I've been trying to. I'm actually in the middle of a fast myself at the moment, trying to keep my body in ketosis. A oh. uh, ketosis fast. Um, I'm 25 hours in, but um, I will be breaking it after this podcast because uh, a bit of food that arrived. <laughs> but <laughs> nice. um, but uh, no, it is. It you know I think we're learning an awful lot about the body in the last few years, aren't we? Like the the fasting and the ketosis and the just yeah. the, what what diets what foods are i guess it's just the the science that's going into it the research that's being done on a daily basis now we we're we're getting to know what we optimally need for our bodies and do you you yeah. maintain a good diet now what's your exercise plan
1: yeah uh, and it's true that there's a lot of new research being done and new things also combinations such as uh have you heard of like intermittent fasting along with keto
0: yeah i, I intermittent yeah, fast. Every day, but I I was advised lately to once a month try uh, a day a full day fasted uh, at least one to three days. So I've done over a day now. But the, oh wow, find, that can be I, tough. Yeah, I find great benefits with the intermittent fasting. Like I do eighteen hours or else sixteen hours, but I I don't find it too bad. A lot of people are, like look at me twice when I say that. But you know, like if you eat a meal at yeah. seven evening and then you you know, you, you hit your little app, you know, I think it's called Zero Fasting App. And by the time mm-hmm. I wake up in the morning, it's like 14 hours done, you know, like, and it's it's pretty easy, like, you know, and yeah, not as hard as people think. And, you know, you sleep half of it if you do it right.
1: Yeah, that's true. Have you tried the fasting yourself? Uh, I've tried fasting, but not very strict fasting. Like, I don't know what type of fasting... Uh, you're talking about when you refer but i've done the type of fasting where basically you're still allowed water and uh one meal in the day okay
0: yeah and uh, mine is kind of like you eat within a certain window it's like okay. 18 hours fasted and then you get six hours for eating so like you can mm-hmm. you can have water and like black coffee while you're fasted but mm-hmm. um, then once you're in eating window, you can eat your normal three meals a day and then go back on to it you know
1: yeah, I'm glad that you can have coffee. I really like coffee. Yeah,
0: yeah, it was a, it was a bit of a. I always had it with milk, you know, and a, yeah, it was a bit like sometimes it's a bit. Initially, it was kind of like, oh I much prefer this with milk, you know. But um, you get used mm-hmm. to it, and now yeah, it's grand. Like you know, you get up and it actually, it actually was supposed to boost the, uh the benefits of a fast. You know, if the coffee, whatever is in it. So um, yeah. yeah, it's actually good like that. But um, and you stay on top of your weight these days, boy, just. Just um, doing your exercise and keeping fit. Yeah. Tell me, as well, you were saying that uh, you, you are a chess master. Is that right?
1: Uh, I'm not exactly a chess master, but um, oh. I have a earned a fourth category title in chess.
0: Okay. So tell me what, what way that works. I'm not too sure what the categories mean.
1: Yeah. So basically, uh, you start off around so you get a membership with whatever service your country provides like for example if you're in uh if you're in the US then it's the USCF id but if you're in other countries then it can be other sorts of chess memberships then once you get that then you can go to tournaments uh where you can find uh information about when the next upcoming tournaments are going to be on that website and you can go um and when you play a chess game against someone else, everyone has their own allotted rating or it's basically sort of a god a gauge to like show uh, how far your skill has grown. So oh. if the high the higher the difference between you and your opponent's rating, the more you gain or lose and the higher the rating is the better it is. Yeah. So basically how you achieve certain category titles is by achieving a certain rating. So for example, say in your first tournament you go you're a new player and you don't have a rating yet and you go up against people that are around 800 and you get three out of four, then your starting rating will probably be around like 700, 750 something. And then as you beat people closer to your rating, you'll gain maybe like six or seven points per win, three points per draw, and uh, like minus four or five points per loss. But then as the difference is higher, it's more and more. So like if you are 700 and you lose to someone who's a 1000, then you'll only lose like two or three points instead of seven or eight. And uh, so the category title that I, that I got, how it works is that you have to have a rating of at least 1600. And uh, there's something called a performance rating, which is basically not your rating, but it's how you played. So for example, if you're 1200, but you beat a 2000, it's not like you're actually 2000, but you played at that level. So if, so, that's how the performance ratings calculated, basically what level you played at. Mm-hmm. So how you earn the fourth category title is if your rating is at least 1,600 and if you achieve a 1,800 performance rating at least three times.
0: Okay, and this online tournaments are is it in?
1: Uh, there are both online and in-person tournaments, but the tournaments that have like cash prizes and the big tournaments that affect your national ranking, those are only uh, in-person.
0: Yeah, not you, online. Have you won any tournaments?
1: Uh, yeah, I've won quite a few uh, tournaments. I, I, I've been playing for about four or five years, and I've, I think I've won about two thousand dollars in total.
0: Oh, that's quite good. It, it's one of the things to say um, that playing chess and and reading actually they both have in common is that they make your yeah. mind more analytical and they, uh, yeah,
1: that's what I was thinking actually that they help with your critical thinking, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah. So you have definitely a big boost there <laughs> for hopefully yeah. gone. Um, I tell me, you, you mentioned something briefly uh, in a message that you had, it, like what you would call a near-death experience. Do you want to talk a little bit about that?
1: Oh, uh, sure. So that was very frightening. I, we, I still remember certain scenes from it, and I'm not sure how in danger we actually were, but it was a very scary experience. So we were going down to visit my... Uh, my parents parents my grandparents who were living in the and we were seeing their old village where they lived in in india so we went to visit and then as we were leaving to come back home we saw that the roads were very jammed and we didn't really know why but we just saw that they were jammed and we decided that we can't just sleep in the car and since it's like a village there are no hotels nearby and we didn't know what we could do but then our driver uh, told us that he knew a shortcut through the forest so we decided to take that shortcut but as we went through that shortcut, we got an update on our phones that said that the reason that all the traffic and everything was jammed and why people were coming back and everything is because there was a jailbreak nearby. And uh, have you ever heard of Naxalites? No. Uh, so they're, they're anti-government terrorists. And okay. they were the people who had broken out of the prison and they had just killed five police officers. And apparently they had escaped into the same small jungle that we were in like the odds of us not running into them were kind of low because it was a pretty small jungle just uh, out out of the way from the village. But somehow we didn't run into them, but it was a very scary experience. One At one point, a car was following us, but it turned out that it was just an elderly couple. But we got really scared when we saw that happening. And our driver came out and helped them and gave them directions. A lot of times the driver had to come out to stop the car so that he could move some branches or decide where we should go next and it wasn't it was a very frightening experience we weren't we were hearing all sorts of noises coming we weren't sure whether we were going to make it out and when we did we we thought that there must have been some sort of uh that 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 driver must have been some sort of like really like kind person almost that it was sort of like destiny that he was the one who was able to save us through that experience because we weren't sure that we would have survived through that
0: yeah wow that's, that still sounds frightening enough and tell yeah. me do, do you go back to india much uh
1: we do but we we haven't gone to such areas such as that like small villages where we've we've only mainly visited our family in the normal big cities
0: yeah yeah and um tell me you, you mentioned as well that one part of this is um training taught and truth is this kind of spiritual side and different people have uh, different truths so what uh, motivates them or their own cultures and religions can you actually tell me a bit about uh, hinduism because i don't know that much about it um, i it wouldn't there wouldn't be a very large community really in, in ireland in, in oh, you know, count wise yeah. so you even even as compared to something like you know Catholicism or christianity where uh, what your beliefs are where it's different
1: Yeah, so Hinduism basically focuses on the idea of moksha or salvation, where uh, the idea is that if you earn your way through the the current life that you're in, Mm -hmm. then either you'll be in a better position in the next life or you'll earn far enough so that you can become part of God once again. So the idea is that everyone is a part of God. And that when they come into this world, a small part of God breaks off. And that's the part that you are. So then when you achieve salvation, you become that part of God again. So basically, it's the the idea that God is in everyone, in everything. And that uh, there are many, many gods for all sorts of different kind of things in Hinduism. Uh, One of the, there are many gods uh, like worship such as cows. That's why you can see cows walking in the streets in India. And if you hit them, it's almost like a felony. Like people get really, really angry. If things like that happen, that's another reason why they don't kill cows and why they don't eat beef okay. and such. Oh wait, I know what you mean. And there's
0: there's a lot of gods, isn't there? It, like it, there's a is there like a hundred or something like that? I'm not even sure. Uh,
1: I'm I'm pretty sure there's a lot more than that uh, because no, no. there's there's gods for almost every uh, single thing that you can think of.
0: Yeah, because I know it, it's actually I think the oldest religion in the world. I think it goes. Oh uh, yeah. The
1: day because the all the other religions have some sort of idea for how they can uh how, how they were formed, but all that's known about Hinduism is that it was formed from people in the Indus River Valley, which existed a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. And, so um, I actually just looked it up. Apparently there's three hundred thirty million gods in Hinduism.
0: Wow. So I was way off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just shows my my ignorance there. Oh, yeah. But it you know um it, it's you know right of a lot of it seems like you know when you're talking about well part of God and we um, kind of come down it, and we it's all about being your best self here and mm-hmm. being good so you earn the eternal life and back with God. It, it's its very along the lines of what a lot of people believe in different religions as well, isn't it? You know, like that's, that part is what I would believe to a lot of Yeah, like the also sense.
1: the salvation part from Buddhism, that's yeah. something that's really similar.
0: Yeah. And it's also a Christian thing as well, you know, that, you know, yeah. salvation as well comes through Christ and stuff like that. And um, what's really interesting that like just, just getting to know like um, the different things and like, what, what is a practicing, would you, what they call a practicing Hindu? Like the, is there certain um, things you do every day? Like um, people in the Islamic the religions would do. Uh,
1: yeah. Not like every, Every day, as such, but there are many like festivals where we would light, uh, can- we where we light candles. We offer some sweets. We put it in front of, uh, like an idol, and then we say some prayers. That happens once in a while. <laughs> uh, like, uh, have you heard of Diwali? Hey, no. So it's the festival of lights it's a hot, it's a pretty popular Hindu, uh hindi holiday and it's so popular that even in uh even here like where we are in the US and Pennsylvania our schools uh, we don't have have a day off but it's recognized as a holiday here okay and it's uh basically you light up your entire house to symbolize uh basically it's from the story of how a god was returning and to make sure that they knew where he had to go they lit up the entire village so that's basically the idea that we're just lighting up and it's showing like our you know happiness and everything like that
0: and what is the what is the idea of the many gods what, like are they um, is it like the same idea that we have say like i'd say there's, there's one god is it that you know we believe that in in the next life there is all these gods or there still is the one you know creator
1: yeah so basically the idea behind is that there's the three supreme gods and then there's that one like essence from the god like it's like there's one god but then just how the idea is that we have broken off from god and become these people who live on this earth that there were multiple gods who broke off from those beginning gods and broke uh and became people who you know ruled over and were gods for different things okay
0: yeah and it's like it's almost like the trinity is in in christianity with the three gods as well
1: um, yeah i was i actually had a question about that i've been kind of confused about this for a while and no one's really explained it to me in a way that i've understood but based on what i know uh, yeah. christianity is a monotheistic religion right yeah but uh isn't is doesn't it consider jesus uh jesus christ uh his father and the holy spirit three gods well,
0: it's it's like, um, it's a really like, there's, the way I'd answer it is that there's, like there is, Ireland is a Catholic kind of um, country, you know, and mm-hmm. Catholicism is, but basically Christianity, but it's it has different, not different viewpoints, but um, there are some things that I found myself in it that were different from the actual scripture. And that's like, it took me a really long time to, I kind of broke away from the kind of past religious you know yeah. and you know sometimes when you grow up you know you're in the school system that is catholicized that's ireland and then as you grow up you get older, you kind of forget about it in your teens or and then your early 20s and uh, it actually came to me in kind of an enlightenment experience where you know i mm-hmm. felt a presence of a, a certain being you know um and really the way i said to myself i said i have to go from a start with this because if this is true then I have to know if it scientifically could be true. So I kind of got yeah. books and I went even to Israel and I um, looked up a lot of the scholarships and historians and biblical things and things like that. So I wanted to know what was right from the source, you know, from people who were yeah. Christians or just I agree
1: that, yeah, that's something that I think about too, whether all of this is true and how to scientifically think of it, how to scientifically think of how life could have been started with the involvement of a supreme being but it's it's hard for me to mix the faith part and the science and uh analy- analytical thinking part yeah of the way to think about it it's
0: yeah and with, with the truth like i did find though great i did find like like what i was finding was boosting my faith it could and it was building that kind of uh cornerstone or the you know the cement foundations for what what i had witnessed and what i was now believing and yeah. uh the, the trinity the way I would see that is like there is um a god, and I think it's the same as what a lot of people believe in religion you know um and he he will the the stepping stone to that is is jesus he's like the representation of you know the stepping stone between getting to god you know he says that
1: oh okay that makes sense.
0: yeah so like um he, he, it's it's almost making it relatable it's like god saying, like, I, I'm also part of part of ye, and I suffer like ye do, you know, and if you, you know, believe in me and trust me, then you'll get salvation in the name of Jesus. This is the human form of God, you know, that came down to kind of relate to us because we're going astray, you know, and that's, that's how I kind of, and the, yeah. the third is the Holy Spirit, and Jesus talks about that, that, you know, when you believe, then you get this, you know, it's like a, a sense, you know, that you're doing the right things, and it kind of helps you, Along, you know, so that's the tree. I think that they're all from the one being. But so, yeah, all... is
1: that like similar to the idea in, of Hinduism, where the gods broke off from that one god, so like they're all one being but showing themselves in different forms?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think so. I think that like that's the kind of yeah. human aspect of of God, and then the the other is the kind of feeling of the morality or um, you know just the good spirit of love is what the Holy Spirit is. So that's just helping everybody out, which is like a universal thing, you know. Um, so then then there is the creator, you know, which is the supreme being, the God. Yeah. So that's, that's it is kind of, it's not wildly different either, I think. And I think that's, you know, even when I listen to Muslims, they think along the same lines with a lot of these things. So I think that everyone is kind of, you know, just just based on maybe different um, cultures, like you say, or, you know, stories yeah. that are passed down between different countries, you know, there, there are deviations, but I think we're all kind of along the same lines that we're, you know, we are, there's a higher being and we are created, you know, for more of a purpose. And, you know, I really delved into this kind of stuff where like, how could the, you know, could we be sludge on a rock from billions of years ago when I, you know, if that's true, then how is this true, you know, and I had to, I had to really sort it all out in my mind, you know, <laughs> the yeah, evolution absolutely. side of things or, you know, everything like that. But, um, Luckily enough, yes, there's a lot of research on it, and it's uh, fascinating stuff. I think, you know.
1: Yeah. What do you think about that theory? What if it? Uh, what do you think about the idea that? What if God is real? Maybe there is a supreme being, but maybe there's not. Uh, just a, yeah, just, like you said, a big meteor crashed. Some bacteria formed, and yeah. they were uh, they had to adapt to stimulus in their environments, and then they evolved and they kept evolving for billions of years until we were made into the way we are today. What if that's yes. the case?
0: So, so like what I'm trying to do is I try to keep up with the, the most up-to-date scientific, you know, I, I love the scientific community and how much it's putting out for the benefit of the humankind and their findings are amazing. Uh, on this, on this topic though, I really have to see, like, you know, before I had see basically what I had was I, you know, kind of called out, you know, in, in kind of a depression state, to jesus and it, it was a, like a light enveloped the room kind of and yeah. what what really happened after that was i was on the evolution standpoint fairly hard you know and i was like like if that happened how could how could evolution be true how could all this be true you know because the stuff i don't believe in that god says we're all created and then i dug into it an awful lot and i tried to find you know they call it one big massive thing the missing link you know, it's uh, the the loss. They they can't find any, you know, from monkeys to man, they can't find one skeletal, you know, changeover. And they said, maybe yeah. it happened very fast. And I was like, well, oh, that's interesting. And then I dug more into it. And I was kind of like, then I dug into the neuroscience side of things. And it's kind of like, you know, the conscious mind and how we still don't understand it and how unbelievable it is. And then small things like, even without digging into research and history, I was kind of seeing... You know, small things I think Jordan Peterson also helped an awful lot in this. I don't know if you're familiar with him, but um he was kind of putting together kind of the bigger concept and meaning of our lives and you know I found I was bumping into people at certain times that was like perfect timing, and you know when yeah. I prayed, it felt as though I was heard, and things you know would would almost be answered and I felt as though I had a you know a purpose, even people talking you know you know if we're just. Sludge and bacteria on a rock from billions of years ago that formed by chance. It seems so crazy how you know how. Like when I speak, someone takes it in. They manifest that based on their ideas and cultures. They come back out. But even to manifest a thought and speak, it it's so hard to even get the scientific information that writes that. There's so much info in in one pin drop of DNA. They say it would stack books around the world. And it's just kind of just looking at, like you said, like that God is a part of all of us. Then you know, there is a spark of divinity within all of us, and I do believe that I I have a son, you know, and I look at him and I think, you know, is my love for him a chemical reaction? Like, like I don't think so, you know, like, is, you know, is he just a sludge of bacteria? No, I do believe there's a higher purpose for all of us and helping each other out, and you know, like like this talk here, these things, you know, that reach people and might take someone out of their depressive state, or, you know, might relate to people in their way. I just do think that the, the evolution side of things, like I do believe in microevolution, and there's but there's macroevolution as well, that I find. So, I definitely do think that that animals and even we evolve on scales, absolutely, you know, and our de- genetics yeah. and our DNA, like that, you know, you can't argue with that, you know, it's good, but I don't think that we, um, I do believe that, you know, when they trace down the, our original ancestors through the mitochondria DNA I do believe we all, you know they do say we all came from one woman, woman and, they, and I do believe that we are created in God's image
1: yeah but What well, do you what's think? your uh, I mean I I'm unsure I feel as though I believe in both ways mm-hmm. a little bit but I have no sort of middle ground I'm not sure about my stance on in this I I think that either there is a higher power or and maybe he has created all of this with his image for what he wants this world to be, what he wants this world to look like, or that the idea that this is all just by chance. Because the biggest question is that if this is all true, then uh, what about the concept of, of death, you know, of yeah. salvation? Is this all true? Or is it just that it's just organ failure and you don't ever have any of your senses again? Like what, what, what goes on? What happens?
0: Yeah. but well, you know, sort I'm doing like that idea.
1: I'm doing a
0: talk with a, a neuroscientist, a quite a, a famous one, uh, Evan Alexander Dr. Evan Alexander next week. Um, and he's, he was on Oprah, he was on Larry King, he was on these, these, these things. and he was a neurosurgeon, atheist who, um, who did actually uh, had a clinical death for 45 minutes, and he said that he went to the afterlife, and then it dis- spawned him researching. Uh, every world and every culture's near-death experiences, which I think are like one in tw- one in twenty-five, and I was like one in mm. one in. It's some some. I'll look it up, but some mad number like the amount of near-death experiences that are happening is it's it's really high, and like it's so high that the scientific community have to like are really like stumbling to gather the research on it. But this guy went around. He he gathered all the data from different worlds, different religions, different cultures, and he's piecing together kind of the map he says of heaven and uh mm-hmm. how like it's not he said it's not a, a religious you know the, it's not a specific religious thing you know but it is an all-loving god or an all-loving creator but um i think like even that like the, the mountain near-death experiences I, I i'm very fascinated by all that kind of thing you know because uh, you have to take like it's scientific you know um research you know so and it's definitely to be taken into account. I think some people, who are atheists, don't even bother thinking about these things and just bury their head in the sand. But that's, and they think that you know people who believe are, are idiots in certain ways. But I think you're a bigger idiot to bury your hand and not head and not think about these things. You know that this is the higher. Like, what else are you here for? What's the purpose of life if you're just going through the motions? You know, there's there's evidence and there's stuff that backs up the evidence there.
1: And yeah, then, that's true. But uh, one opinion of. Uh Atheist that I can kind of sympathize with is that if, indeed, real and there is some supreme being, then why does he allow so many atrocities to happen? Why does? I, I know that people say that it's because it's all for the best, but sometimes it doesn't feel like the things that go wrong are for the best.
0: Yeah, I know, and it you know you, you often see with I, I looked up a lot of you know atheist and, and believer debates on YouTube over the years, and you know you you do get that question, and a lot of people say you know. We're in a fallen world, you know. Since since the temptation, you know, in in the garden, where Eve supposedly ate the apple, and you know, it's it's you know the the world itself, you know, with free will, and we um you know they they say that there was no they what they are saying to now is that before the industrial revolution, the industrial age, there was no mm. cases of cancer. Say, you know, they couldn't find that, and they're trying to exhume, Bodies and try and testing for everything they can on it, and they're kind of saying, "Well, like, have we, have we created these, you know, um global, you know, pandemics, and uh, you know, from different things we've done, how how we treated the environment? I, I, it's it's the biggest question going, isn't it? You know, how do you answer? You know, why is there pain? And maybe it's so that we can all voluntarily help each other to reduce the pain and help." Yeah. Each- you know bear the same cross or bear each of the struggles and that's maybe the big test of life who knows but that's that's the best i can do on it so far you know
1: yeah i think that's an interesting point on how like maybe we all can affect each other's lives and develop ourselves as people because of the things that happen and how we need to support each other but uh what's your what's your opinion on the idea of destiny or that things are set in place beforehand
0: yeah so i you know what, it's funny, as I think about this was it today or yesterday, again, thinking about it again, because it's, it's a complex one, isn't it? Um, what I think on it is, you know, just, there's certain, I, I do believe that there's certain things that happen for a reason, and happen in certain times mm-hmm. for a reason. Like, I, I nearly can't deny, over the last few years, the things that have happened, and the meetings I've had with people just by chance, and the, you know, the route my life has taken... It seems you know that things when you look back at it it really worked out. you say, geez that actually couldn't work out in a better way in some sense you know and um mm-hmm. I do think that we're called to a higher purpose and like like say I think your so initiative like that mm-hmm. you know that could you know all of a sudden get at a certain perfect time, like now like you like you started, and then covid nineteen happened mm-hmm. and You know, it could be be coincidence or it could be the perfect launching point. You know, it just so happened. You didn't start it because of the lockdowns and because of the pandemic. But, you know, I think maybe it came together. You know, your mind sparked at the same time and now more people, it'll reach more people straight away now, you know. Um, I do believe in that kind of thing, you know, and I do believe that, you know, maybe maybe that's, you know, that's one of your callings. Maybe it's not the only one you have, but I do believe that, maybe you were destined to do that and maybe I was destined to do this because before I did this a year ago, I was driving back and forth to work and I, I kept saying to myself, I know, I know there's a calling there, there's something right now and it was like a week or two that I had, kept getting this feeling and, and this is what I would mm-hmm. perceive as the, the spirit and it was kind of like, I know you're asking me to do something but I don't know what it is at all. And it took me to sit down out of my back garden one day with a pen and pad and just start writing and then I came up with this, I think it was called food fitness and faith instead of train taught and truth and then i think someone else had that <laughs> uh, right. or had half of it had food and fitness you know and it just would have been too like but um i do think that that came a certain time and i met certain people over the last year the things of people have spoken to the, the things that have happened and just chance meetings all and I, I had to end up like having an accident on my bike and i don't know if that's meant to be but from the time i spent at home well, it was the perfect timing when it i got certain people came across it and i got to launch it globally and um yeah i think like i do think there is destiny and a calling but i do think that people don't sometimes don't rise to the occasion really that's what i think um and that's you know what what, what do you think
1: uh i mean i believe that your choices can do affect what can happen like for example that the idea that perhaps there are all these millions and millions of alternatives, but these planned out destinies for how your life is going to go. Yeah. And then every choice that you make sets you on a different path. So there yeah. could have been billions and billions and billions of paths for you to be able to go on. And then every little choice from picking up something, walking someplace, everything that sets you on a new path. That's what I think.
0: Okay. Yeah. So I think that like, <clears throat> like similar to that, I think maybe you have a destiny, but you can choose the path to get there or you can choose... Yeah your decisions make it harder or make it easier for yourself, maybe, you know? Yeah. Uh, like, I do believe in free will. I think that we're all mm-hmm. given free will. Um, and that's, you know, and some people say to me, you know, if, if there was a God, why wouldn't it appear in the sky and show us all? Like, you know, that would get rid of free will. That would get rid of the idea of faith because everyone would have to yeah. believe then, you know, regardless if they want it or not, and have to be good or act good, regardless if they were good. You know, I think that's what free will is.
1: So then do you think that if someone doesn't have faith, and they'll suffer because of it? Like, for example, those people that decide to have faith, that those will be the ones who get to go on to afterlife, but the people who don't have faith, they will be the ones who actually end up, you know, having that thing happen to them where it's just organ failure, not having senses, no afterlife. or.
0: Yeah, do I, don't, I don't know because, um, like, I do think that we need to get right things, you know, are... Um, why, yeah, I think we're responsible for our bodies, and I think research and sports science and all these things are making us live a little bit longer, like our mortality rates are going higher, yeah.
1: Um,
0: and I think that yeah, we can correct that, you know. But uh, I do think that, um, so what, what was the question? It was,
1: yes, yeah, so I was saying that do you think that just because you don't have faith oh, yeah, faith, some yeah. sort of,
0: yeah, I, I do. I ch- I don't know, like, I've, I have family members who have asked me, who are atheists, who have asked me, um, you know, and where do you think I go? It's a very hard question, to, first of all, to, to, to land some it, but my, my answer is that I don't know, and that's why I think there's a judge, because I think that, you know, I'm not a judge. I'm not the judge, you know, and all I can do is read what the script says. And I think that yeah. if people are generally good people, that hopefully, you know, they will. Get, get in and I, I say prayers for my family who don't believe um, that that is the case um, but, but like if I was to read Jesus words he says if, if you condemn me in life I will condemn you to my father and he stands as a judge between God and you and that that scares me you know when I read that line
1: yeah I myself am quite scared with the idea because I'm not sure because I feel that as though if I have faith then I'm scared that I'll be disappointed when Maybe, perhaps that is it. Isn't true? But I'm scared that if I don't have faith, then I'll miss out on the opportunity, as if it was true. So I, I don't yeah. really know what I should do, what I should think.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess, I guess it comes like, yeah. It, it's hard to um, see. Like, like I went the path, but I went the path through through Christ and Christianity. So it's hard to to know, um, you know, what way you do. It, but I guess, like. You know, it's I one thing that I greatly benefited from was going to Israel, and um, I know it's a bit of a, a turbulent country, but um, when I went there, I really was able to bring the book and say, okay, so this is where they said they stood, and this is where they said they said this, and this is where this happened, and mapping it out in my mind while I stood there, you know, and trying to be analytical about it, and uh, mm. maybe like like you said, your next trip to to India, it could be, you know, uh, you know, part of that research culture it's it's you know like you said hinduism is so old w- without founders it's it's hard to know where you start and i you know <laughs> yeah. like you, you obviously you'd have a better idea than me you like you know there's obviously certain landmarks and things like that but mm-hmm. um maybe it is the universal side of of things where like i i really like from looking into i was looking at this neurological study where they um, had people from praying to to god um, and they had the you know the monitors on their head i think it was called the the nickname was the god helmet they nicknamed it afterwards but it was something other helmet and they put it on the head and it had all the uh, electrodes uh, magnetic readings from your brain and they said people who were praying to god their front part of their front cortex lit up um, and it's a part of the brain that atheists don't use and they said that was very interesting because they're using an extra part of their brain that atheists aren't using. They said that was very interesting that they're using. Like, that's significant that they, they're using. So but really, like when I started reading all these things, I really started, my faith started to build a lot more. And I guess at the end of the day, if you believe in faith and it's right, it's great. If you don't believe in it, you know, you've nothing to lose really by believing in it's wrong. Anyway, you know, <laughs> I guess in a way but uh, that's that's my take on it but like like that i think that you know what you're doing with the soar initiative though like is a great thing it's a great cause like you you know you love you love reading it really benefits everybody there's no like no one can ever deny that and um, i think that like for for someone who Mm -hmm. loves reading and coming from, from such a fresh approach to it where you have trailers for especially for people for the blind it's a great thing like a lot of us can be very selfish and not think about them things you know because we have sight you know we, we don't don't worry about that or we don't think about it too much but um, it's yeah. very considerate and uh, it's a great idea and i have to say i do i've been liking the, the bit of piano music and, and going through yeah thank you yeah no I, we're, it's it's very well produced and, and i uh i really wish you the best with it
1: yeah thanks i actually uh i wrote that Piece of piano music with my friends last year, so I, I and I decided that it thought it sounded good, and I thought that it'd be a good addition to in, include with the podcast.
0: Oh, it definitely is, and that's you playing, is it? Yeah, oh, that's great. I know you said you played violin, piano, clarinet. Yes, you just picked them all up yourself, or your musical family. Uh,
1: uh yeah i mean my dad uh, he he's he's really good at singing he was to the point where he had to decide whether he had to take a whether he wanted to take a career in singing or whether he wanted to take a career in uh you know uh more educational related things so yeah, yeah my dad is really 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 musical he knows he knows how to play like seven or eight instruments i think like including the drum two or three different types of drums the flute the guitar and lots of other things Oh, uh-huh.
0: very good. Jeez, that's great. I have a musical family myself, but we are all, well, I'm going to say we're, most of us play acoustic guitar, but um, my oh, grandfather yeah. is a, was a pianist, and he, he also played the uh, accordion, button accordion. And um, so my father has, also plays the piano now. He's taking lessons as well at the moment. Um, so it's just the two instruments. My brother can play a little bit of piano, mm-hmm. but we all kind of, we, we used to travel around Ireland playing, playing guitar together and just singing in different pubs and stuff like that um yeah actually you know what i have a cultural question for you it might sound like a funny one off topic but um mm-hmm. it, uh, we particularly love indian food right uh i mean yeah i like indian food and like would you know better right you know i'm always looking for some a new dish or an authentic dish you know
1: mm-hmm.
0: would you be a skilled person to ask on that
1: Uh, Yeah, if you're looking for something to have uh, that's closest to the cuisine that you would be already familiar with, then uh, have you ever heard of samosas? Yeah. Yeah, so it's just like fried and then it has uh, potatoes and peas in, in it. And I think that that's a good place to start because I feel as though it's a food that isn't unique to one's own taste and a lot of people can like it. Like for example at nearby movie theaters they even offer it to be eaten with movies. So I think it's a good place to start if you want to get introduced to the cuisine. Very good. And my,
0: my family have always been the, like we you now I know it's probably different. We get like Indian takeout, but um yeah. like we if we are getting any kind of takeout, we always go for Indian here between me and my partner and she, she loves um a chicken chaff it's called and sometimes oh, nice. I get yeah. uh, sometimes I get the um what do they call the spicy one? The uh, the vindaloo or uh, the chicken Bali or you know. Uh, but I'm looking for one that's really like the most close to an authentic
1: traditional yeah. if, one. If you like a uh, spicy chicken, then one that's really good is Chicken Sixty Five. It's yeah. called that because there's uh, there's sixty five different spices mixed into it, and it's really really good. But it's really spicy. Oh, that's great. I'll try that next time.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, listen. Uh, Yes, yes. I really appreciate you coming on and I think it's great what you're yeah. doing and uh, I'm going thank to share you. the link on this and uh, and everyone can look it up. Um, your, your SOAR initiative Facebook group and your yeah. your podcast links and uh, I, I hope you stay going with it because I think it's great.
1: Yeah, thank you so much.
0: No, thanks very much for taking the time and uh, I'll chat to you again. Yeah. yeah. All the best. Thank you.
1: Yeah, thank you. You too. Bye.